Hello, my friends. This is episode 10 in our bi-weekly series of the Saving Christianity episodes. We're coming to you every other Tuesday from Christian Family Online. I'm your host, John Shields, and I am I can't explain how excited I am about today's episode. The title of this episode is The Spiritual Growth Charts. That's right, The Spiritual Growth Charts. And this episode is important because it introduces us to you our unique series of motivational diagrams. We don't know any other podcast, video, TV show, or book that has these unique diagrams. Their purpose is to show you visually how to be more spiritually. In other words, to show you visually how to have more peace, healing, and hope in your life. And we think that's unusual. In fact, we know that it is unusual, and it's important, and it's essential. These diagrams, and by the way, we also call them charts, show you how and why Christians are different from non-Christians. Now, I know that we have all heard the saying that a picture paints a thousand words. Well, that is so true when it comes to this. But the most important thing they do is is to show us how to live the early Christian lifestyle that we've been discussing in all of these episodes. However, before we start describing the diagrams, Let's pause here to introduce our co-host, you know well by now, Owen Allen. So, ho, John, mon ami, a big (laughs) hello to our friends out there in podcast land and to all of us here in the studio. You know, it's wonderful to be here again, driving in in the beautiful uh, spring weather Mm. and there's nowhere I'd rather be right this minute, yeah. uh, John, that with you and our beloved producer, Shannon Wolf. Uh, most of all, though, out there in podcast land, all of you, our dear, dear friends who are listening and who are reading these transcripts uh, on our website at goscpod.com. We'll talk about that later. But uh, as John said, this is extremely important. Uh, we were talking before we sat down in the studio uh, today's uh, um, episode is a, a difficult one for us to think through and to record for you, but it can be a life-changing experience, and so uh, I'm ready to get started. Yes, and our friends need to know that this episode also starts Chapter 7 in the book, Saving Christianity, and uh, it's a pivotal episode because it explains our spiritual growth charts. That's right, John. And, you know, we've waited really until this point, till uh, episode 10, I guess, uh, to even mention these. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they are so important. Our friends will remember back in episode 9, uh, we talked about that inner motivator within each of us. Uh, that the early Christians called our flesh, Mm -hmm. strange term in English. But in Greek, uh, you can translate that uh, as our selfish human nature. And we talked about uh, that negative, if I dare say Mm -hmm. it, uh, motivator, uh, is the source of all the trouble in the world. 
Remember, we said that it's the cause of every kind of problem. Just think about this a second, from crime to war to drug abuse. Even as I see on TV parents fighting at their children's Little League games. And unfortunately, (laughs) that's true. Uh, Maybe you've never thought about it, but the problem is motivators, our motivation. And and they're hard to visualize Mm -hmm. for sure. And uh, many people can't describe how a motivator works, and they definitely can't draw a chart of one. So we've created uh, our series of diagrams just to show our friends how motivators create behavior. You know, the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we know that ultimately that's true. But a little sight along the way helps us in, in, in describing and understanding and actually applying these things that we've been teaching now for these past nine weeks. Well, and that's why I think, John, that this series of charts that we've created is so important. And here's why, actually, understanding motivation is the key to understanding what we call the early Christian lifestyle. In other words, it's the key to spiritual growth. And yet, and yet many people, even including some some pastors and priests, have never stopped to consider the fact that motivation is what makes the deeper spiritual walk even possible. Yeah, again, that, that's true. So I want to just repeat for clarity the purpose of this episode. We want to show uh, the best we can our friends the basics of how people are motivated. We want to show them what it is in people that creates good and bad behavior. Mm, Think about that a second. Well, and it's important for our friends to know now, Mm because this is the deal. We're speaking uh, verbally here, but these diagrams are included in this transcript of this episode on our website at goscpod.com. Also, you mentioned, John, Mm -hmm. uh, they're in Chapter 7 of the book, Saving Christianity. Mm. But I think our friends will be patient with us, but our problem here is to describe these diagrams verbally. So we've decided that in this episode, we're going to give our friends a mental image, a mental image. And that way... When they're listening in their car, their office, their kitchen, wherever they are, they can visualize what we're talking about. Mm, Right. Having our friends see the diagrams in this transcript and in the book really is totally necessary. But but it's also important for, for them to have a mental picture of motivation while listening to these episodes. Well... That's true. So with that sort of preface, John, let's go ahead and dive in and let's start giving our friends this mental image, this mental picture. Uh, You said a picture's worth a thousand words, but this, we're trying to paint a picture of human motivation. Think about that. And here's the trick. We see motivation as happening in three parts or three pieces, Mm -hmm. and those three parts can be visualized very simply as simply three circles on a piece of paper. 
And that's why we sometimes call this series the three circles. Yeah, and these three circles are are easy to visualize. That's another reason why the series of diagrams is unique. And to prove that, uh, let's tell our friends the story of the three dinner plates. Yeah, this is where it starts. So now to do this, uh, let's ask our friends and all of us listening uh, just to imagine that they're sitting at a table. It could be their dinner table, their breakfast table, but there's absolutely nothing on that table but three large white dinner plates. So they're sitting there and they're looking at these three plates and they decide to play a game with the three plates. And they decide what they'll do is arrange these three dinner plates on the tabletop in the shape of a triangle. So first, they position two of the plates horizontally in front of them, side by side, let's say about 12 inches apart. And these two plates sitting in front of them now will be the base of our triangle. Second, they take the third and final plate And they put it on the table about 12 inches above the first two plates, and it'll be the top of the triangle. So now we've got a pyramid of white plates. It's sort of in the shape of a Christmas tree. Well, now that's easy to visualize. Three plates on a table are arranged in a triangle. One plate is at the top as the peak of the triangle The other two plates are side-by-side below the top plate as the base of the triangle. Is is that right? Exactly, exactly. Now, before we get too complicated, here's what that little design of plates, that little Christmas tree on the table, here's what it represents. First, it represents the three circles diagram that are a major part of our book, Saving Christianity. And second, the diagrams in the book itself represent how people are motivated, check this out, for good or bad behavior during the day. So this image, uh, I can't overemphasize, it's very important because until we understand how people are motivated, we can't understand spiritual growth. Hmm. Absolutely. Now, here's the best part. Here's the most interesting part of this mental image. So here we're sitting at the table. We've got these three large white dinner plates arranged in front of us as a pyramid or as a Christmas tree. Mm. But now let's imagine we've got something else. We go into the kitchen, Mm -hmm. and we've got two cardboard tubes, two cardboard tubes. These are like the ones that are left over when a roll of paper towels is all used up around your kitchen sink. Instead of throwing them away, we're going to connect our plates, the three plates in the triangle, with these two cardboard tubes. And this is the most interesting part of the image. Well, I think so. So here's what's going to happen. We take our first tube and we place it on the table so that one end of it is resting on the top plate in the pyramid. Then we turn around and we move the other end so that it's resting on the bottom right-hand plate of the base. And so now we've connected the two right-hand plates, and we have a complete side now of that triangle. 
Then we do the same thing with a second cardboard tube. We place one end of it resting on the top plate, but we twist it around, and the other end of it is now resting on the bottom left-hand plate. Uh, on the left-hand side of the triangle, and now we've completed that too. Those two plates are connected, and so now we have a complete triangle with both sides connected coming down with these two tubes. Yes, but there's one, there's one more thing yeah. um, if you're tracking with us. The bottom of the triangle is still open. In other words, the two bottom plates are not connected. Right, John, and they never will be. That's correct, and there's a reason for that. That You're right, the two bottom plates are not connected. So actually, if we can visualize it, our triangle looks like an, what they call an inverted V or an upside-down V. Scientists actually use this symbol in the chemistry and other areas, there, but they call it an upward-pointing V. And it looks like if uh, you're looking like a rafters in a house yeah. or, or maybe a, a sagging coat hanger that doesn't have its crossbar. That's right. We've got some coat hangers with no crossbar, <laughs> and they do sag. <laughs> so those are good examples. But look, let's stop a second now. Let's get our footing. Why are we giving our friends this image? Here's why. For our listeners who haven't read the book yet, the book Saving Christianity, or who haven't visited the website yet, we want you to be able to visualize motivation too. We want you to know what causes good and bad behavior too. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're trying to visualize uh, this upward pointing V and why that's so important. Yeah, and, and this image is more about more than just understanding motivation, as important as that is. It's, it's also about helping our friends live this same miraculous lifestyle, which we've said from the beginning mm -hmm. that the early Christians lived. And, oh, and I, I would just like to say, Ed, you know, our Savior Jesus Glory. talked in parables or stories and um, that's essentially what we're doing. We're 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 painting a a picture for people today, and understanding in a very unique way. Um, it's one thing to say, uh, you know, we need to live or be like Christ, or et cetera, et cetera. And people, we all kind of scratch our heads. But it's another mm -hmm. thing to be able to go have an aha moment mm -hmm. looking at this diagram. Mm -hmm. And I know. I, I say that because it had that effect on me. Mm -hmm. It really, really did. Me, me too, pal. And I tell you, this this is extremely important. You know, John, if I could break in and say this, I think one of the ways that uh, our podcast is different from from many others uh, is that we're trying to be practical. Uh, we're trying to be utilitarian. Yeah. We're trying to show people actually feet on the ground, step by step, yes. how is it that you be spiritual. Right. And just to say, and we've both been through this, John, so mm -hmm. many times, Christians get could I call it theological? Mm -hmm. And they and they want to sit and read scripture to one another, and and we do that. 
But there comes a time and a place when you need to just say, okay, step one, step two, here's what you do. That's the most important part. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. and and, and in that regard, let me say this. In in management classes, when I was a a professor, I used to teach what we call flowcharts. Flow charts. A flow chart is a group of circles. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. On a piece of paper, or it could be on a computer screen or some other device. But what a flow chart does in this instance, it shows how a product flows through a factory. For example, it might show how a new car moves through a car factory from workstation to workstation to workstation as the fenders and bumpers and doors and parts are assembled on that new car. Right. And our three circles image is actually a flow chart Mm -hmm. that shows how motivation flows through a person Mm -hmm. to create good or bad behavior in him or her. Exactly. Think about that a second. Where can you go to find that out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but now look, let's get back to the image to help our friends visualize this flow chart even better. Let's give a number to each of the circles. Now, as we said, we're reading this chart from right to left. That's the opposite of how we in English normally read things. I was thinking about it this morning, John. Do you know there are about uh, over a dozen languages in the world Mm -hmm. that read from right to left? Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, Aramaic, which Jesus spoke, reads from right to left. Mm -hmm. And so does Hebrew, which the priest used in the temple. And so do all uh, Arabic. Uh, uh, Arabian languages to this day are read from right to left. Mm-hmm. So to be, I guess, sort of like the the original Christians, we're going to read our, our chart from right to left. And that means the bottom right-hand circle is now circle number one, and we put the big number one in it. Uh, That's in our transcript. And here's the key. Natural motivation, which we've talked about so much, starts in circle one at the bottom right-hand side of this chart. Right. And and let's add quickly that that is uh, the natural motivation um, is where everyone starts. (laughs) We, We all start in that. Natural motivation originates in chart number one mm-hmm. at the bottom right of the chart. So that's the starting point for all of us, uh, assuming we're reading the chart from right to left, the opposite of how we normally read. Yeah, now here's the critical step, and here's where our cardboard tubes come into play because we need to know what those two tubes represent. And, of course, they obviously represent conduits or channels or pipes or ever how you want to think about it between the circles. And here's why. Motivation now is going to flow from circle to circle as we explain this by moving through those tubes, through those conduits from circle to circle. And mm-hmm. the natural motivation that John just mentioned, those of you that remember previous episodes, natural motivation is that original motivation that all of us have as babies and as uh, the non Christians have. It 
and it flows from circle one at the bottom right and goes up the tube, would you, and it comes to circle two at the top of the chart. And so we now put a big number two in that top circle. And that's why we call the image a flow chart. Natural motivation flows through the tubes to create natural behavior in people. Right, Roger. So here's what happens. This natural motivation flows up from circle one to circle two. And as we'll see in our discussions here in this podcast, it has tremendous impact, unimaginable impact on circle two at the top. Right. And then that leaves for us circle number three, which is at the bottom left-hand side of the flow chart to be explained. Yeah, because here's the explanation of that. Sadly, this natural motivation doesn't stop. It doesn't sit at the top. Mm -hmm. It continues to flow like a river, like a a waterfall, and it moves down now from circle two at the top, and it goes through that left-hand tube that we discussed, and it terminates at the bottom left-hand side of the chart, which is circle three and has the big number three in it. And John, let me just say this before we leave that thought. Circle three is the most important circle in the flow chart. The most important. Mm -hmm. It's an astonishing circle. Mm -hmm. But it plays no role in natural motivation. And so we won't even explain it in detail at this point. Yeah, and so let's just uh, finalize. That completes our mental image. Mm-hmm. We took three dinner plates, yep. two cardboard tubes, yep. and we created a flow chart in the shape of an upside-down V. Roger Dodger. And so our friends need to know now, let's mention again, that a picture of this flow chart that we've described with the numbers one, two, three in it uh, appears at this point uh, in uh, the transcript of this episode. And, and that flow chart is included in the uh, transcript in episode 10 at about 22 minutes in, you will be able to see this flow chart in its completed uh, mm-hmm. visual. Yep. And the same flow chart, it's also included on pages 88 and 89 of the book Saving Christianity. So you can go to either of those places mm-hmm. and see it for yourself. That's right, John. That's right. Yeah, so the big clock on the wall told us that was at about 22 minutes, and we'll have another couple of points of that. But so now let's talk about symbolism a minute. You know, John, you mentioned that Mm -hmm. Jesus taught in symbols. When you stop and think about it, the, um, the Bible is absolutely full of symbols, Uh, And they're wonderful symbols. For example, we've talked about the Holy Spirit. There were many symbols for him, Uh, water, fire, uh, the dove, many beautiful Mm -hmm. symbols. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about symbols for a minute. We've given our friends a mental picture of this flow chart. 
We've described how natural human motivation flowed from the bottom right up through the top and back down to the bottom left. But let's fill in the blanks now and let's tell our friends what each of these circles actually represents. Yeah, and and here we're going to give our friends some Uh, as they say, real meat. Uh, This is where we can see how fascinating the flow chart really is. That's right. As we said, we're reading now together chapter 7 in the book, Saving Christianity, and that chapter is where we start giving the details of how people, of how all humans are motivated for good and bad behavior. In other words, this is where we start giving the details of, hold on, Mm -hmm. why people do good and bad things. Personally, personally, oh, and I think chapter seven is one of the most important chapters in the entire book. But then again, that's hard to say because all the chapters are important. Well, that's right. That's right. But and I continue to believe that, I mean, we think about raising our children. We think about uh, conflicts with our spouses. We think about all of these things. I think it's important for people to know uh, why our listeners to understand why people do good and bad things. Mm-hmm. But let's break the ice now and give our friends a quick overview of what each of the circles mean, starting with circle one, bottom right of the flow chart, where we agreed that this is where natural human motivation originates. Mm. What circle number one represents? Well, you know, we, we've explained back in episode nine the natural motivation, that standard equipment for all human <laughs> beings, are motivated by their flesh, our flesh, by mm-hmm. their selfish, our selfish human nature, mm-hmm. as it's called. And that's what the first circle at the bottom right of the flow chart represents. That's right, and we need to remember something we're coming to, John. That's the only motivator. Right. That's the only motivation that many people have. Right. But here's the shocking, sad, tragic point. As we've agreed in previous episodes, natural motivation is basically selfish. Mm-hmm. We said that it's the cause of all the trouble in the world. People remember our story about the 2,400 psychiatrists mm-hmm. who and San Francisco to figure out what was causing all the trouble in the world. And this is it. And we said people are born with that selfish motivation. And listen to this, it stays with them all the days of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to tuck in a thought here, we're going to find uh, in later discussions that Christians still have it too. Yes. So we said that's why the early Christians in the first century called non-Christians, quotes, natural people. They did that because uh, these people, non-Christians, they have this naturally selfish human nature. Yeah, and you know, when you think about that, uh, just logically, uh, what else would what else would be motivating you? Yeah. You know that's why all explanations of motivation must start with the selfish human nature. We were born with it, and here's something we can't change it, mm. and that's why we call it 
our birthright motivator. Yeah, <laughs> lots you could say right there. Mm-hmm. Our birthright motivator, born with it, can't change it, right. can't do anything about it, at least in human terms. Well, right. let's summarize then. Circle one uh, represents what the early Christians called our flesh, that strange term that just simply means uh, a people's naturally selfish behavior. Yeah, now it's time. Let's let's. Let's talk about why we use the color black in our motivational flow chart. Well, you know, you would think people like color. You know, there's an old saying in the printing world that black and white tells, but color sells. So, but our flow charts are very simple in the transcript and the book. They're printed simply in black and white. Uh, We don't use red and yellow and blue and other colors, but here's why. There's a symbolic reason. A logical reason. Down through history, the color black has represented death and immoral things, spiritual death, physical death, immoral things. That's why people wear black armbands at funerals. That's why hearses are black. And that's why even villains in movies and plays always wear black. It's because their motives are immoral. Mm, let's not forget Dracula. And how about Darth Vader? <laughs> they were villains who wore black. And we all remember terms like the Black Plague and Black Sheep. Well, that's right. And here's something funny, John. If you look in a dictionary, did you know that one of the synonyms for the color black in the dictionary is bad? Imagine that, mm. that neat. Black is bad. So down through history, the color black has represented these bad things, things we're speaking motivationally now, people's behavior that are harmful and immoral. And so that's why a circle one at the bottom right of the chart is colored black. When you see it in print, it's Mm -hmm. black. And that's because it's representing a human selfishness, which, hold on, is spiritually dead. Let's repeat that. Human selfishness is spiritually dead. And that is an incredibly important principle for us to remember. Mm -hmm. Selfish human nature is spiritually dead. Mm -hmm. And the behavior it creates is spiritually dead too. Totally. That'll curl your hair. Mm. Well, you could call it even, you could say that selfish behavior is unspiritual, or you could say non-spiritual, a lot of terms. But here's the point of it. Think about this a second. Selfish behavior does not meet the needs of either God or other people. I think that's important. Mm, Incredibly. And that's why there's a black arrow in the right-hand tube of the flow chart. Now, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah, because if you look at the CR chart in print, you'll see that in this circle number one at the bottom right has a big black arrow in it, and it's pointing up the tube toward circle two, circle number two at the top. And symbolically, what that's telling us is that selfish human nature, our birthright motivator, is constantly pressuring, pushing, motivating upward toward circle two at the top of the chart. 
And frankly, it's scary to know that our selfish human nature originally is our only motivator mm-hmm. at birth, yep. and that it's constantly mm-hmm. pushing upward towards circle two at the top. So let, let's tell our friends what circle number two at the top represents. Yeah, this is, this is the biggie. This is where the circle turns or the worm turns, uh, because circle two at the top of the chart represents our human mind. It represents that part of people that thinks, makes decisions, creates behavior. So what's happening is this. Circle one at the bottom right-hand side of the chart is producing this selfishness, our birthright motivator. This selfishness is flowing up the right-hand side of the triangle and entering our mind which is circle two at the top. And guess what? Circle two at the top is now colored black too. So the whole right-hand side of the triangle, circles one and two, are now a colored black in print. Why? Because they're being dominated, controlled by selfishness. And that's why natural behavior in people coming out of that uh, colored dark mind is selfish. Ouch. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Our friends, we should be smelling a rat by now <laughs> because we're starting to see where all the trouble in the world comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, there is an answer for this. Uh, It comes from the fact, maybe as hard as it is to admit, that people, all of us, are born with minds dominated by selfishness. Boy, that's a horrible thought. It is. (laughs) But you know, John, here the the sad thing about that is that many people have never heard this fact before. I never heard it. Mm -hmm. But this fact, as uncomfortable as it may make us, is the key to understanding human motivation, and motivation is the key to understanding why people have bad behavior. And you know what, John? We don't want bad behavior, but we have it. Right. And, And I don't have the words, the vocabulary to tell our friends just how important this is. I mean, after all, what could be more important than understanding why we have crime, cruelty, and hate, and all the other things that are in the world, in fact, dominate our world? Yeah, and you know, you watch TV, you listen to the radio, and you think, my mercy, why are people doing these things? Well, now we know. And I want to say this, John, way back in episode three, we quoted a little a little uh, motto or little ditty or something that I used to tell my management students. And it's this recognizing a problem Mm -hmm. is half of its solution. So. If people don't recognize that they're being motivated by selfishness, and we've talked about that earlier, most people think that they're they're being motivated in good a uh, good fashion, <clears throat> but if they if they don't recognize that they're motivated by selfishness, then guess what? They don't see a need for a solution to it. Right. I know that was true of me. Yeah. I had no idea for years. Yeah. Uh, why I did the stupid, selfish things that I did. 
Well, that was true of me, and I and I think it's true of really of, of everyone. Uh, we hear things like when you're young, we often say, well, you don't know what you don't know. Um, we also say things like, uh, uh, well, they are just what they are, right? And we just kind of uh, settle for that. There's an old saying that's like youth is just another word for uh, inexperience. And, and that answers a lot of life's questions. It answered a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, but the good news, here's the good news about all of this. None of this could or should apply to our friends out there in podcast land. Why? Because previously in episode nine, we asked all of our friends to think about it, pray about it, and accept the fact, accept the early Christian teaching that human nature Raw human nature is lustful and proud and selfish and self-centered, and that that was a start of spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Is to uh, was for them to accept that, and I think they did. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they did. And so now they're ready for the solution to that selfishness for sure. And we also need to know that that you can see our complete flow chart, which is very important with the black arrow pointing upward at about 37 minutes into this transcript. And it's also on page 88 of the book, Saving Christianity. That's right, John. Well, here we're ready now for the big one. Here we come to circle three. And this finish up the flow chart, the mental image that we're trying to give our friends. Uh, and this is the most important one, circle three at the bottom left of the chart. Well, I'm, oh, and I, I can't tell you, I'm glad we're getting to the solution. <laughs> we're glad to hear that there is a solution to our selfish behavior uh, as in circle number three of the flow chart. Yeah, this is important. This is amazing. Uh, This is astonishing to a lot of people, but it's true Mm -hmm. and it's real. Circle three at the bottom left side of our flow chart represents the human soul, our soul, S-O-U-L. It represents that part of us, of all of us, that gives life to our bodies, that lives forever after our bodies die. This is the so-called uh, immortal part of us. Mm-hmm. And frankly, uh, the early Christians just call this our spirit, our spirit. So the word soul and spirit are synonyms. They mean the same thing. And it's like you just said a minute ago, John, at this part of our human makeup, This third circle, our spirit, our soul, is the key, is the key to stopping the selfish behavior and trouble and failure in our lives. Yeah, this is definitely the most interesting part and the most important part of our makeup. But strange as it may seem, it's also the part that many, many people know the least about. 
Absolutely. I'd hate to say it, but I was in my 30s before I realized I had a soul or a spirit. That's how scary it is. Uh, And here's something we need to clear up just real quick as a sidebar, John, Mm -hmm. uh, so there's no confusion. There's a difference between God's Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity, Mm -hmm. who is spiritual, who is the source of spirituality, and our human spirit, which, as we've said, in its original condition right. is unspiritual. The two of these are very different things. God's Holy Spirit, yep. which is the source of spirituality, and our human spirit, which is the source of selfishness. Well, it doesn't fight off selfishness, frankly. We'll yeah. talk about that later. But yeah. these are two very different things. And, and that is is so important. In fact, I, I don't know anything more important than understanding that. Well, and here's a tip on pages 86 through 88 of the book, Saving Christianity. That's back in chapter 7. We have a full description of our inner spirits. We even quote examples from the early Christian records that describe our inner spirit and how it works. It makes some really amazing reading. And, you know, the truth is that our inner spirits represented by circle number three on the flow chart, are the key to spiritual growth. And they're also the key to living a life of peace, of healing, and hope. Uh, Those are wonderful, wonderful points, John. And Well, uh, I see we're approaching the end of this episode, but I want to make one final tragic point. And it's this, selfishness flows up the flow chart, as we said, from circle one, floods our mind with selfishness in circle two, and then it doesn't stop. It continues, as we said earlier. It flows down the left side of the flow chart to circle three, which is our spirit, and it floods that too. Think about it. So Mm -hmm. what happens? If you look at this flow chart in the book or here in the transcript, when it's complete, the entire flow chart is black. Mm -hmm. And that means that a non-Christian's motivational system is completely selfish. Mm, That's right. Because neither our mind nor our spirit can resist the flood of selfishness coming up from circle number one. And that's why natural motivation, not sometimes, but is always unspiritual. Mm -hmm. That's right. And again, our friends will want to see this black flow chart, and it appears in our transcript here at about 42 minutes. And it's also on page 89 of the book, Saving Christianity. But uh, it's a kind of a gruesome thing to look at it being completely black that way and knowing the symbology of the color mm-hmm. uh, that we've talked about, that um, black representing selfishness and bad things. And, you know, John, we're being confronted again. I just have to say this. We talked in previous episodes that many people have been taught that humans are born good. 
Uh, remember those discussions and that humans uh, they will always do the right thing in a pinch. And, of course, that fails the logic test mm-hmm. that we said in one episode that fails the test of common sense. Mm-hmm. We know humans don't always do the sweet, kind thing in a pinch. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to deal with that, and we know that we cannot grow spiritually until we do deal with that. Mm-hmm. And so this chart is right in our face now. We can paste it on our mirror and look at it, and it's confronting us with that fact. Our birthright motivation is selfishness. Mm-hmm. And in future episodes, we're going to give all the details of each of these three circles, and we're going to talk about exactly how motivation works in people mm-hmm. for good and for bad, mm-hmm. and those will be incredibly important discussions. But yes. you know, John, I hate it, man, but <laughs> there's that big clock on the wall yes. staring at me. It's yeah. time to close up shop for today. But this has been another incredible episode, and I'm just sorry to say our time is up. But the good news is mm-hmm. we've got an infinite number of wonderful episodes coming Mm -hmm. every other Tuesday. We're going to publish one for our friends. Yeah. And time is up, unfortunately, but believe it or not, we do have more interesting and exciting episodes coming up. For example, we're going to get personal next. Don't let that scare you. Uh, you and I, you and I, Owen, we're going to talk about ourselves a little bit. I hope that's uh, not too boring. That's going to be a little embarrassing, (laughs) but we're going to do it anyway. You know, it's time to spill our guts. And in the (laughs) meantime, our friends should remember that this is episode 10 and that our script and recording of it are on the Christian Family Online website. And they just simply go to goscpod.com on the Internet. Go scpod on the dot com on the internet, and also in our early episodes, we had a different address. It was cfopods dot com, and that still works too. But for now, John and Shannon, this is Owen Allen, and this is John Shields, along with our producer Shannon Wolf, saying, "May the God of our fathers bless you and keep you and guide you and protect." you until we meet again.